Welcome to Beard Old Soul, Speedy. The old phrase of the day is metal. Metal? As in the most metal rock concert in the history of the world. <laughs> R.I.P. Did he have to die? We'll get to that. Um, that is a <laughs> reference to Eddie Munson and his most epic playing of Master of Puppets by Metallica before he died, possibly for no reason. Um, and usually the old phrase of the day is in very old definition that I find online from a random website that probably is not trustworthy. And then I hope that somebody emails if you're an old soul at gmail.com to tell us that it's totally invalid. But today, I thought I'd just let Speedy define it. Speedy, how would you define metal? Oh, metal is a, a type of music that the kids like. Oh, they sure what do. Kids? They dig Which it. Which kids? Those, those the kids, kids of, with the long when? hair. <laughs> is this kids like based on when the reality of this podcast takes place? Because we were born in the 20s, and then <laughs> our kids in the 80s would like it. Is that is that what it's about? I, I think so, yes. Yes, our our kids um, that run and play and use the Rubik's Cube, they also like to grow their hair long, <laughs> and they, they have pet bop rocks. their heads. <laughs> yes, they have pet rocks. Rock polishing kits as well. Uh, keep them looking uh-huh. good. Um, uh, yeah. Wrong. The answer we were looking for was some kind of aluminum. Just kidding. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to Merriam-Webster, I wanted to see what it would say. The definition of uh, metal rock is energetic and highly amplified electronic rock music having a hard beat. <laughs> so, like, something personifying that, I, I would say, is the definition of metal. Um, wow. Did they say to- electronica? Is that? Electronic rock music. I, I don't know why they feel that way because I don't remember... There being a lot of um, oh, is that just their way of like saying synth. electric guitar rather than acoustic? <laughs> you know what, Merriam-Webster? You know, that, that, that's like Bill not and, that metal. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like Dylan goes electric. You know, he, <laughs> he hasn't gone synth. He just yeah, yeah. electronic you know. and electric are two very different things. I think they're confusing electronic and electric. Yeah. Come on, Webster. Anyway, Webster. Um, so we're gonna have a quick little episode because uh, usually on this podcast we talk about things. Um, that happened 70 years ago, and today we're going to talk about a show that came out recently that is rooted in nostalgia for like 40 years ago. So we think that's in our um, wheelhouse, and also we both watched the show, and it's probably the most rare thing that Tina, Tina, Jesus. (laughs) That's my fiance. Do you do that? It's like, oh, my God, what TV show made that joke? And it's so funny. Oh, I think it was um, Big Mouth where, like, you accidentally call somebody mom oh. when you were a kid. <laughs> it's, like, the most mortifying thing. Now I call everybody Tina because that's my fiance's name. Um, yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, you and I both watched a show that actually came out recently. Yes. D- truly a rarity. Oh, yes. Um, We'll, we'll get to Master of Puppets because I feel like that is, as everyone has already decided on the Internet, coming for – running up that hill but i want to say that it was uh according to luminate aka nielsen apparently since they never stopped playing running up that hill and kate bush uh continued to resurge through the last two episodes of the season she has made from streaming royalties 2.3 million dollars wow in like the last month or so (gasps) oh good for her because i know that the royalties is not particularly good for artists so if yeah, she was it's able hard to... to do that. Yeah. It's really hard to make that much in, in streaming. Yeah. Good for her. Wow. We love her. We've been standing for a while. We already did like half an episode about her because Speedy and I have been on the Kate Bush train for a bit and we're not British. So we were pretty proud of ourselves that we knew who she was <laughs> when so many didn't. Go us. Yeah. We're, we're usually so behind the times. This is a rare yes. one where we were actually ahead of the game. So That's what I know. I feel like it's like. You and me watching Stranger Things is like that meme of Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV screen. Because I'm like, ooh, that's a reference to Freddy Krueger. That's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I got that one. Ooh, they're playing Creedence Clearwater Revival as they steal uh, a trailer. I got that one. Can we talk about that? You know what? Before we get to, to Metallica, let's start there. The kids never return these people's home to them. They just steal a trailer from a trailer park and they never bring it back. That is bad. They're bad people. Sorry. They, oh, it's true. This was the season of 
little consequences for the things that they didn't want consequences <laughs> for. So yeah, that trailer never comes back. Um, I don't particularly care about the guidance counselor, but they did steal her keys and go break into the school and go through all oh, the files. Oh, that is so true. That they don't never have back. any reprimand, but they just break into stuff all the time. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Nothing yeah, happens. I, <laughs> no. And they just, like... I'm I'm not saying they have to be punished, but I just want those people to have their home back. They, they that's their literal house. They just stole their house and drove away with it. They sure did. And I know they're saving the world. I get it, Tapata, but then explain that. Be like, we'll bring it back. We just have to go buy a bunch of guns. Right. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Yeah, that was. Mm. I I did not like. I think they should have had more repercussions. I'm sorry. Maybe I was born in the 20s and I'm being like, a, get off my lawn, these kids, these hooligans with their long hair. But I just, I just don't, I didn't enjoy that. I felt bad for those two people. I felt bad for them. There, I said it. Especially when Steve has a car and Eddie has a van. So I just don't understand why they had to do that. Just so they could all be in one car. That That's it. Right. Yeah. Because they wanted to have a road trip scene. I'd, yeah. Because yeah. of the filming budget. They didn't want to have a fifth plot line. <laughs> whatever okay i've said my piece um so little known fact so metallica um their song master of puppets did you know that song when it came mama eddie starts playing it when he's oh, trying sure. to uh get the bats to go the other way he's being a bard oh of course yeah th- there are a couple of metallica songs that i actually do do quite like um i'm not one of the people that guessed it apparently some people saw from some trailer that came out they could see what eddie was fingering on the fret and they knew it was master of puppets that's insane to me i'm i'm not that level but yes i did know the song uh that is insane i can only do that if if he was playing smoke on the water because everyone who plays guitar on that song first so i just if i just watch his fingers be like bam 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 but it does it have to be at a beginner's pace for you to see yes, what it is? Yes, it would have to be don't, only one, don't, only don't. The, the lowest E at the top of the guitar, and it would just be zero, third fret, fifth fret, and then back, and then eventually six. <laughs> come on, bats! Come on! Get over yeah, here! On. You won't take them! I'm not running this time! Christy, this is for you! And then like Boom. Dustin's just like, does this song have words? I don't know. Nobody knows the words. They just learn the guitar thing when they first get a guitar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, the, there's a part in the song where he says, Frank Zappa in the mothers. <laughs> he says Frank Zappa. Anyway, um, I feel like a lot of kids our age, and we're 27-ish, um, like knew that song because there was like this crazy like, 2005 2006 everyone's going to hot topic everyone's buying band shirts at kohl's wave of people <laughs> liking hard rock like i feel like acdc and metallica and then everyone i mean this is a little different genre but pajama pants with pink floyd's dark side of the moon on it like there was oh, like a yeah. big classic rock apparel phase that, ma- yes. that like led kids to like certain older bands and kids liked metallica and like that's why i knew this song you know that's Wow, you know what? I never thought about it like that, and I wouldn't have expected the same thing to necessarily be happening in, you know, New Jersey versus Illinois. But yeah, there definitely was that phase. Yeah, I knew people that were wearing ACDC, Metallica, Pink Floyd stuff, and then I'm not sure they even listened to the bands. I think they bought the shirts first and then maybe listened after. <laughs> but now everybody knows the song Thunderstruck because of the drinking game, you know. Do you, know, do you know that game? I, I don't uh, know drinking games. You, no. So you're you're in a circle, <laughs> and then someone has to drink until they say thunder again. Oh. So it's like thunder. Na, 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 na. Okay. Thunder. <laughs> then whoever gets stuck on like the first verse is pretty screwed for a while. Because they say thunder like a bunch of times for two minutes, and then Brian Johnson, lead singer, is just like, I was born in a thunder so it, it comes back anyway we're talking about metallica uh so they released a statement after that came out and i'm out of breath sorry um they said the way the Duffer brothers have incorporated music into stranger things has always been next level so we were beyond psyched for them to not only include master of puppets in the show 
but to have such a pivotal scene built around it. We were all stoked to see the final result, and when we did, we were totally blown away. Um, oh, and oh, actually, Speedy, they spoke to what you said. If uh, They said, uh, it's so extremely well done, so much so that some folks were able to guess the song just by seeing a few seconds of Joseph Quinn, that's the actor, Joseph Quinn's hands in the trailer. How crazy cool is that? So, you were right. People oh, did. there we and go. Falca even knew that. Now, this is the wow. cool part. The guitar solo he performs, because they go tight shot. When they get to his like shredding, so you're like, I don't think that's really him playing. It says that the recorded solo was actually by Ty Trujillo, the son of Metallica bassist Robert Trujillo. Oh wow! So the uh, son of one of the original or one of the members was actually the one playing the solo during that scene that he's pretending to be playing. That's, that's cool. really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if it is him in the close-ups because I do think he talked about in some interview somewhere that i can't recall that he had to to learn it like i think he really I think it yeah really i'm sure he him. played like the opening lick i just don't know if he's playing the guitar solo right right and also it hit number one on the itunes rock chart 36 oh, years wow. after it came out wow the power of stranger things um also, I want to touch on that scene since we're doing some old soul stuff before we get into the plot. Um, that very now very iconic meme of uh, Nancy is in Vecna's trance and they're trying to find music. And Robin's like, oh, Beatles, Bowie, Blondie, Madonna. And then uh, he holds up Iron Maiden. He's like, this is music. <laughs> and Iron Maiden, like, tweeted like we agree with eddie or like we're with we're with eddie something like that which is fun wow. that all the bands are getting involved they appreciate it but you know i was trying to think about it like i think robin should listen to eddie like after seeing how epic it was when max had to run away from vecna while listening to running up that hill like i can't imagine running away to vecna and all you hear is i heard it's your birthday it's so good to see you like i just don't think the beatles would have worked i think i think eddie has the right idea yeah oh yeah you need something to to, to shake you out of it right <laughs> she's I, yeah. she's running away from vecna and all she hears is just like when you call my name it's like a little, little prayer i'm down on my knees i want to take you there i just i don't think beatles bowie blondie or madonna like what if Vecna's chasing her? You're just like, one way or another, I'm going to find you. I like how every song becomes falsetto if we attempt to sing it. I want to get you, get you, get you. I feel like all people have their go-to voice when they're too insecure about singing in public. And for me, it's going falsetto, yeah. you know? Unluckily for everyone, mine is also falsetto. So, <laughs> <laughs> and so when they do the prequel to this podcast, and it's the origin story of our friendship, <laughs> you know, when we're that big. Oh, of um, course, of course. It'll be you and me, just like I'm sitting alone, you're sitting alone on two different adjoining park benches, <laughs> and one of us is is just like, how many roads must a man <laughs> walk down? Before it's a bob dylan song everyone we're just we're saying it's gonna be bob dylan oh and then she also said bowie oh yeah bowie uh, i was trying to think of a good bowie song she's running away from him yeah what would be an upbeat uh hmm <laughs> um well i was going through all of his songs so i was like i obviously start with his first hit which is so it's like nancy's trying to run away as fast as possible and she's just like Ground control to Major Tom. She's like, come on, I can do this. Ground control to Major Tom. This isn't really setting my pace. I'm not really going six mile pace. This is a little rough for me. <laughs> Check your circuits dead and put your helmet down. <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about Eddie dying because I feel like that's the what most people are angry about. It's very yes. clear... That they're trying to set it up for the last season where the original cast can run it back one last time. Dever Brothers already said, like, they plan on having a lot of the original pairings for the last season that we saw in season one. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, they, they have this Fast and Furious problem where they have to keep on introducing characters so they can have somebody to kill off. 
Yes. So they basically set it up where it's like we they bring in Eddie, we love him, he dies, and then they have Max, who has been there since season two and is integral to the show, and she's not dead, but they very have conveniently sidelined her so she could be dead for a while, and they can have everybody together, and she's not in the scenes, and they could just run it back with everyone in the same room. So they and plus Robin and Erica, they've decided that Robin gets to stay, and I'm very okay with that because I love her. Yes, but that's who they've chosen to stay. Yes. Um, I do feel that, um, well, I I don't know if you heard about all the worry that they were going to kill off Steve and people really felt it was coming. I personally I feel like they invented Eddie to, to not love kill him and off kill, Steve. To not kill off Steve. <laughs> to not kill off Steve. Yeah. I mean, because Dustin and Steve were already best buds. Did Dustin need a replacement Best bud to then tragically great, die? Well, they wanted to do the whole Nancy love triangle. Yes. So yeah, they, they, it's a great point. They invented another Steve. I love that. Mm-hmm. I So going into the last episode where I expected many people to die and it really didn't end up being that. Yes. Um, I had a power ranking of who I didn't want to die. I know okay. that's morbid. <laughs> it's not a reflection of the actors if I was like, I'm okay with them dying. They do a great job. Just the characters and who I love the most because we all were favorites. And my power ranking was like, Steve cannot die. Dustin cannot die. Mm-hmm. Robin cannot die. And that's because that's my spinoff that I really want is the three of them. Ooh, um, yeah, my, my friend Catherine and I decided that we want a spinoff of the three of them trying to live in New York in the early <laughs> 90s. That's our dream spinoff. Because there is a spinoff apparently in the works. So that's what I want. There is a spinoff in the works, yes. Although apparently it is unguessable. Unless you are Finn Wolfhard, who got it, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. And apparently yeah, it, it will not center on any of the main cast. I think I saw a thing where the Duffer brothers were like, because someone had said, how about Steve and Dustin? And they were like, we've already done that. I was like, yeah, but you could do more of it. Because yeah. we're saying we want it. Right. Give the people what they want. Who was your power ranking? Like, who were the people you really didn't want to die? Ooh. Uh, truthfully... Steve and Dustin are, are tops for me, probably. Yeah. Um, I didn't want Hopper to die, but I did think that it would have been a really crazy move if they had killed him because they pulled their punch the last time. And so yeah. then, and because they're like, no, he's alive, it kind of makes you feel like the show is saying Hopper could never die. Like, don't worry, we're going to protect him. Mm. But then if they got him... Oh, it would have been nuts, Danny. So (laughs) I didn't want him to die. I'm glad he's alive and he's with Joyce and everything, but it would have been cool. (laughs) So, okay. Let me ask you something. Yes. Did you think this was the last season of Stranger Things? Because I did. I did too. And I think everyone did. Yeah. And and I had, you know, me and my roommates actually came up with a board where we were predicting what the deaths were going to be. So I predicted a, a massacre. I, I had so many deaths on the board. Because you thought and... it was the last season. Because I yeah. feel like everyone thought it was the last season. Yeah. yeah and then, because I didn't finish it, like, the day it came out, eventually Netflix or somebody tweeted the, a poster for season five and said 2024. And I was like, oh, well, then maybe not everyone's going to die. Yeah. Because I thought it was the last season. I thought we were going to have this, like, Harry Potter last fight where everyone dies. Yeah. But instead, it was like, nope, just some new characters. Carry yeah. on. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. whatever. It's fine. That's so funny that everyone thought it was, like, I really thought it was the last season. Yeah. Um, okay, let's. <laughs> oh, actually, hold on. I just want to read one. We had one Instagram. I, I put a poll on Instagram asking people to comment what they thought. And somebody, Elise, said, did our beloved Eddie die for no reason for a town that hated him? I cannot accept it. I want to get to that. So, did he sacrifice himself because he thought the bats were going to, like, fly up into the portal? Is that what he thought was going to happen? No. Or I Yeah, I'm personally confused exactly how it was helpful, which I think is, is a major reason why people are upset. But, yeah, I think it was just to complete their distraction job that they were trying to do. Because the bats were coming, and he's like, well, me making the bats come after me over here will stop them from going after my 
friends. But I assumed it was part of the the mission, not like the bats were going to fly into the town or anything. Okay, so that's yeah. interesting. I thought it was just to save Dustin and the town from the bats oh. flying up. Even though all those bats are dead or no longer able to move five minutes later. Yes. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a couple slow montages, but it's probably like five minutes in real time. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the way that that whole ending sequence is edited was was interesting because, um, yeah, the timing on, well, he, on the spat sequence and then yeah. Nancy and Steve were, were choking for maybe we're just 10 choking minutes. For, <laughs> right. So it, maybe it was 10 seconds then because they're just choking. They're like, <coughs> there's like it looked like a giant garden hose had wrapped around all of their <laughs> necks. And I, I don't know how strangling works, but I just didn't seem that sustainable. And so how far away does Eddie get on the bike when he's trying to continue to distract them and he lures them away from Dustin? And then Dustin falls down the hole, I think breaks his leg or really injures it, and then is able to limp just as far as Eddie rode his bike in like three seconds. In three seconds, so, yes. So how far away did he get? <laughs> I don't get it. What was the point of his death? If he is he saving Dustin, was he saving the town, or was he just like you said trying to complete the job? I don't know, but all I know is that if he was trying to save Dustin, Dustin immediately just jumps down anyway, and then he tries to save the town, and the town ends up being engulfed in the upside down five minutes later. Anyway, he yes. tries to lure away the bats, and those bats are all taken care of within a minute anyway. So it just made me really mad. And it just seemed like he should have been like, Dustin, I have to go. And Dustin's like, no, you can't. And then Eddie's like, no, you don't understand. We have too many characters now. <laughs> I have to go. I have to go. If you think about the lineup of characters, there's really no place for me next season because you're already friends with Steve. So i uh, see ya. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already friends with Steve, and you're gonna run it back for season one. So they don't need me anymore to be your quasi mentor. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, was Let's... that the life leaving him? Sorry. Uh, oh man, he's like, I love you, man. I was like, ah, oh, damn it, damn it. You're such a good actor. Ah, know, did you cry? Such a good actor. Um, you know what? No, but I, I. Typically, I'm waterworks a bit more. Yeah. Well, what got me was the um, the cemetery scene with uh, Sadie Sink earlier in the season. Oh, uh, talking to Billy. Yeah, yeah. And then her, yeah, her that whole sequence of her running and flying and, you know, the iconic scene. Let's talk about the comparisons to pop culture because it feels like a lot of the show's points might be based on other movies. Mm-hmm. Now... I have two that I think it draws from the most, and that's Harry Potter and Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Mm -hmm. But you told me you feel it represents the Bible, which (laughs) could not be further from those two things. I mean, I feel like witchcraft, the The Bible. Bible. (laughs) Polarizing, yes. Yes. So what is it about the Bible that you thought Stranger Things was borrowing from? Yes. Uh, Well, here's my humongous disclaimer which is that I do not know the Bible particularly well. I really do not. Yes, I did not remember you liking or knowing the Bible very well, so I was very confused when you told me you made a slideshow about I it. D- <laughs> I did, immediately after the finale finished. And mind you, uh, my roommates and I had stayed up the evening it came out to watch it, so we finished maybe around 4 a.m. Um, at that point, I'm wide awake, can't sleep. I had just watched crazy events um and i immediately made a google slides presentation about the biblical parallels that i noticed <laughs> okay give um, me your your best ones yes um well here let me i'm gonna you, you're pull like up this is undeniable um you're gonna, you're gonna give me a biblical slide I'm, I'm gonna give you a biblical slideshow here we go um again disclaimer i truly do not know that much about the bible but what i will say is that if i a non-bible knowing person was watching the show and I felt like the parallels were jumping out at me. I do wonder what a Bible person would say, you know, do other people who are familiar with, with biblical stories 
did they also notice these things or am I a crazy person? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll tell me? If you're crazy. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I was no going to say, do you, do you have a, a Bible person on hand? To... Nope, I'm incredibly Jewish and I can't wait to hear about the Bible. <laughs> oh, good. You're going to be riveted, Danny. Um, well, first of all, I mean, I will just say that because they had this whole uh, Jason storyline and the basketball players and he incites a big mob. Um, I mean, typically when you watch this show, you are just completely wrapped up in a sci-fi blanket. Um, but the existence of him and saying that, oh, there's demons and curses, like he brought a, a Christian mm. mob mentality to That's the true. That was a very crucible. I, yeah. yeah. That felt very crucible, Scarlet Letter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So I, 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 yeah, so I wouldn't normally be thinking about a religious spin on any of this, but the show brought a religious spin for me. So then it was kind of on the brain. Um, so that's part of where I feel like it actually isn't that um, – I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy that maybe there would have been some intentional parallels, but I don't know. Anyway. Um, That's very interesting because the show seemed to be taking some political jabs. I mean, should or I can't comment on politics because I'm a, a news anchor journalist guy, so I can't say anything. But, you know, Christianity and conservatism have... Uh, some meeting points, I would say, in politics right now. I think that's fair, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Um, and it did seem like they took some jabs of, like, gun control. Mm -hmm. When they're going to the gun store, and they're like, it's that easy to get a gun? They're like, yeah. And then, like, uh, the people that they stole the trailer from had, like, a Reagan bumper sticker in their car, and they had, like, a mm. lot of, like, different kind of 1980s conservative stickers. So it did seem like they were taking some jabs at the right wing it felt that way i don't know anyway i'm sorry continue oh no i mean interesting i did not notice the bumper sticker thing so hmm i see uh, but anyway all right um i'll start with uh i f i felt like as we got the whole backstory of one and eleven that it was a little bit of jesus judas going on um in, in this comparison that I'm drawing, Papa is the father. You know, Papa, father, he is the father. Um, he, he sort of represents uh, God in, in this comparison. Um, he, mm. he loves all of his children, but he also does uh, things, makes his children go through things that are difficult. It's an interesting relationship there. Um, but one slash Henry would be Judas because he betrays Papa. He betrays the father and then goes and builds a world, you know, his kingdom under the ground, a.k.a. hell. Um, and he is trying to lure in troubled souls to to join him down there, make him stronger. Um, and, and with all everything that we we learned about him and Vecna's monologuing, he very much just seems like the embodiment of evil. Um, and I think there were a couple of conversations that were trying to, for us to understand him as this this person that was hurt. But then he has he has a line here or there that establishes like, no, this evil was always in me. Like I I want to be this way. I would have been this way. He just is evil, betrayed the father, builds kingdom underground, luring in souls. Judas. Um, and then his foil is Eleven, because Eleven is also the most powerful, raised by Papa, but she does not give in to the temptation of Judas slash Henry. He makes attempts to try to bring her down. He, he wants her down in the underworld with him, tempts him. I know that there's... Again, I don't know the Bible, but I know that Judas tempts Jesus. She resists all that. She continually just wants to to be good, and she keeps sacrificing herself to try to save everybody. It's very – she would represent Jesus in that scenario. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, I have no expertise to draw on to say whether I agree with you or not because I did not study the Bible very often in Hebrew school. <laughs> um, but that that sounds 
pretty astute to me. I, I, well, I mean, we'll see. If, if anyone listens to, uh, if you're an old soul and you know the Bible. If you're an old soul at gmail.com if you want to tell Speedy whether she's wrong about her Bible comparison. Yeah. Um, but the whole Bible comparison even came into my brain because I kept on noticing um, every time Vecna comes and gets somebody, the pose that he puts them in, he strangles them and he puts their arms up. They end up going into that very famous pose that, that Jesus assumes on the cross. Um, and every person that he, it, it seems like every person was trying to sacrifice themselves. Everybody was trying to be the bait. Everybody was, was putting themselves in danger to save somebody else. It was like a martyr a second. And then all those people got captured by Vecna and then were standing there in that pose. Um, there's one particular shot when he gets 11. Um, they're in the Creel house in the Upside Down. And he, he puts her yeah. in that pose. And she is against that front door with the stained yeah. glass. And, you know, and yeah. stained glass also immediately feels churchy to me. It feels like church. So you've got her. She even has her head bowed down. I mean, that's the exact pose that, that Jesus is in in all that imagery. She's in the pose against a stained glass thing, fighting the embodiment of evil. It just It just looked very... Very churchy to me. <laughs> now, I, I don't know much, but in the Bible, does Judas look like Voldemort ate the Grinch? Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. I didn't know that part. It just seems like <laughs> Vecna is like, what if like a skeletal previous human who has uh, been hurt by its younger foil... Uh, then had really long, slender fingers and had a deep voice and weird eyes yeah. and moved around like the Grinch the whole time. And for some reason had one hand that was significantly larger than the other. Um, yes, which is very Freddy Krueger-like, so I think they were going for that. Yeah. Um, that is very interesting, Speedy. The, the, I totally forgot about the 11 thing. That is a great point. I had the same thought. Mm. I think this makes sense. And, of course, I'm sitting here being like, no, this all sounds like Empire Strikes Back, which is the thought I was having when I was watching. Yeah. Um, but that's probably because I know a lot more about Star Wars. <laughs> but maybe Star Wars drew from the Bible. Like, that's possible. Uh, yeah, it's possible. Uh, that, that is a great influencer of many things. Um, it just seems like, you know, like, so in that scene, like, when uh, Eleven is in that Jesus pose being held against the door and she's trying to be like, Henry, you don't have to do this. It felt like Star Wars when Luke is telling Darth Vader, like, I feel like good in you. You don't have to do this. So. Oh, interesting. But that's more Return of the Jedi. But, like, the Empire Strikes Back comparisons. And I was thinking this, and then I saw it on the YouTube channel, New Rockstars, this morning. They were kind of talking about it, too. Like, Papa's kind of almost like a Yoda. He's like, stay back. You haven't completed your training yet. And she's like, no, I have to go out and save my friends, which is literally how Luke leaves Dagobah and Yoda and goes to the Cloud City to save Han. Oh, wow. And then, you know, Han gets... This is a good point by new rock stars that I didn't think of, that um, Han gets put in the calcium carbonite after Empire Strikes Back. You know, he gets frozen or whatever. Yeah. Max is in right. a coma. So then... Okay. I, uh, see, I see what so you're saying. I, yeah. Also, Murray literally says, I have a bad feeling about this when they're going back into the Russian camp, which is yes. the famous Star Wars line that's said in most of the movies. Right. Oh, you know what? That does feel like a very intentional nod. Like, we know what we're doing yeah, here. Yeah, so that that's when I was like, okay, this is definitely Star Wars. Now, not to mention, like, Eleven and uh, One are literally using the Force in, like, their version of the Force. Yeah. You know? and now they can feel people, they can go inside their minds, and that's those are all their expansions of the force it's just very force like the way like will can feel him and yeah. they can move things oh well you know what that you're sparking something that i remember thinking you know, i mean 11 goes through this whole thing where she's trying to learn how to use her powers again which is very yeah luke being trained and then there's a particular moment where um oh she lifts where the she tank. lifts the tank yeah and yeah, it, yeah. It, it reminded me of... Um, yeah, that was super Empire Strikes yeah. Back, Star Wars. And I was wondering, even though the first one did come out in 77, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi both came out in the 80s. So it is in the wheelhouse of Stranger Things to draw on those two 80s movies. Mm. Um, I, I, I do... So we've talked about Star Wars. We've talked about the Bible. Yeah. Naturally. Ooh, 
Um, well, before yes. you have your segue to move on, can I be absolutely obnoxious and speed through? I won't linger, but can I speed through the <laughs> the rest of my biblical comparisons? Do you think you haven't proven your point? I, what is? Oh, I've got. Is Hawkins going to be Israel or something? <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say? Yes, yes, please. I I talk so much on this podcast. You can you can keep going. I, yeah. I, I just want to point out that uh, that scene of Hopper fighting the Demogorgon. Um, mm. You know, it kind of that's another scene where it sort of feels like, why was it there, and how did he magically get a sword, et cetera, et cetera. But it very much looked like David and Goliath to me. You've got this uh, human man going David Harbor, David, yeah, going up against this much larger, clearly stronger opponent um, in a fighting arena type setting. Um, and then it ends with the normal human winning and symbolically decapitating the larger opponent. It was oh, that's fascinating. Very David and Goliath to me. And again, I don't know the story very well, but all the basics about it, including the the type of setting, um, all yeah. matched up. So there's that. Um, Good job. <laughs> thank you. Now, here's, here's my uh, conspiracy theory level hot take. Um, but clearly, numbers oh. are very – well, it's not even a conspiracy theory thing. Um, it, but numbers are very important on this show. All the characters are, are numbered. There's one. There's 11. Um, and season four, the number four has been very important. And they made a point of repeating four deaths – four gates, four chimes. They kept on saying that. And the number 444 does have um, religious significance. And I googled it, Danny. I googled it. 444 is a sign that one should keep faith and that the angels are watching over one. They have taken it on themselves to guide one to a brighter future. If you see this number, especially if it recurs, it is an indication that one should give up all doubts on issues related to ambitions, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yes, I feel like they kept on throwing 444 in everyone's face um, repeatedly. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you for Googling something. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. And I'm glad we kept going. Oh, good. Yeah, and I, I will not read all of these, but the last thing that I did Google was uh, biblical verses that have to do with earthquakes. Um, and th they exist. They do. The big, big earthquake happened <laughs> at some point in the Bible. Um, and it says lots of things that seem like what happened here, which is that, you know, the gate has opened, the, like the seal has been broken. Um, what, what did they say? What, what did that Bible say? Um, yeah, all, all the doors were opened. It's like the world's opening up. They describe the environment changing after the earthquake. The sun became black and the moon became as blood. The stars of heaven fell. It very much looks like what is happening. And it is very symbolic of things, really bad things about to happen. The beginnings of sorrows. And I do feel like season five is where everything is going to go down as signified by the gates ripping open. Um, okay, now that is the end of my biblical rant. Whew! <gasps> Speedy, I just want to say that that was not, not very metal. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to be metal, and that was just not metal. No, that was very interesting, and um, I would have never noticed it, so I'm glad you brought it up. So back to Star Wars. <laughs> um, Which I do think no, is a more I, I legitimate do, comparison. <laughs> no, I, I, no, no, no. The, the 11 thing against the stained glass was extremely overt to crucificate. Crucification? Crucifixion? Cru cru crucifixion, I think. Crucifixion. Yes. Like, I, yeah, like I, that was extremely deliberate. So I think you're right. But Empire Strikes Back. But Empire... No, also... Uh, I, it was very, very like, so because it kind of, I wanted to talk about the horror movies of the 80s that it kind of compared to in the 70s. Because um, in the beginning, 
you're like, oh, this guy's Freddy Krueger. They even have the actor who played Freddy Krueger at one point. Yes. Play the living, oldest living victim. So, like, very clearly going for Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, like, he haunts people's heads pretty much, kind of like their dreams. He's got very long fingers, one very long fingered hand. <laughs> um, and that was very Freddy Krueger. But then it kind of felt like they shifted gears to Michael Myers from Halloween in the last two it became mm. like personification of evil the most evil and then i think well the most overt reference to halloween is i'm sorry this is if this spoils anything because we had no idea that michael myers lives after the first one um <laughs> considering the 20 sequels but very iconic last shot of the original halloween is when he falls out of a window and then they go look back in the grass and he's no longer there and it's like oh you yeah. can't kill him he's evil and that was basically what they did with Vecna when he falls out of the glass and then he's not laying in the grass anymore yeah oh wow i'm a big halloween guy you know what that was so overt and i did not notice that but you're right that it's <laughs> exactly we're supposed what to compliment that was. each other we're supposed to compliment each other wow beautiful not to how many times do that do, do they show the flashback of Max wearing her Michael Myers mask, and then Eddie puts right, it he on. Puts it on, yeah. So they just keep bringing up Michael Myers. So it just felt very clear that they were going for. It. There's so many references to in this show, huh? Yeah, it's it is chock full, at every mm. second. And that's why we're old souling it because that's our job. If you're an old soul at gmail.com, if you had other ones, oh, okay, we should wrap up soon because um, we said we'd keep this one short, and we haven't. Go us. Oh, go us. 47 minutes in i <laughs> we it's so rare that you have a crush on somebody yes it, that is not 90 <laughs> oh yes i have um i'm really doing great for myself i have gone instead for someone who's 50 wow because <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a big decrease but you know i've talked to a lot of people where they're like this season they're like steve's getting a shirtless scene mm-hmm. hopper loses a bunch of weight as a shirtless scene they both look ripped and i've talked to people who like have crushes on hopper have crushes on steve i have a crush on steve and then i said to tina uh you know speedy has a really big crush on enzo aka dimitri and tina was like oh yeah i know he's he's cute oh she agrees <laughs> oh good I- yeah she's like oh yeah no he's hot yeah <laughs> i was like, oh okay didn't know that you never mentioned that we were watching it okay <laughs> I didn't know what was a Bruin next to me. Okay, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> Good to know. I need to be more Russian. Okay. <laughs> oh, but the Not actor many people is are saying German, that these days. actually. Um, but oh, really? Isn't he? Wasn't he in Game of Thrones? He was. He was the faceless yeah. man, J- Jacques Hagar. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I mean, so I, I, I do me feel vindicated because I didn't could... know that people, other people, liked him. The whole season, I thought that he was wonderful. No, it was a, I've seen so many tweets about it. I've seen so many tweets about I'm in love with a Russian man. <laughs> oh, good. I, I, I don't feel it's crazy. a thing. And but I do feel that in volume two me. specifically, they knew what they were doing. They they purposely <laughs> were shooting him to be a hunk. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I think one real like nostalgia trip for '80s is. Men looking sexy, smoking a cigarette. Yes. Because we don't do that anymore. But that man could smoke a freaking cigarette. He could smoke a cig. Oh, yes. (laughs) And that's not even a thing that I would say that I'm attracted to. I don't see cigarettes and I go, oh, wonderful. But you know what? He really sold me. He he looked good. This is so weird. I've just I've never seen you be attracted to somebody like tell me about it. I know. You know you're not somebody yep. who's like oh one direction. You right. know. We've been yeah we've been friends for a very long time, and I think this is the first time I've ever even mentioned something like this. So, this is so weird for me. Like I, I would ex- like yeah. I would expect you to text me and be like Danny, I know he's 96, but Dick Van Dyke can get it. <laughs> like, you know that's what? a text. I he would is a charming from man. You. He is. Uh, I'll say. It. <laughs> but for you to be like, <laughs> I really like a 50 year old. Uh, ex-russian military man with a mustache smoking a cigarette it's like that's like your um oh, i don't want to say anything else i'm just saying thank you for sharing that with me oh and for letting me share that with our entire listenership, our listenership. <laughs> well and thank you um, for, for staring uh staring for sharing your your steve crush as well i'm glad to know who your personal stranger things hunk would be oh Oh, Steve the Hare Harrington, hands down. The guy's charming. He's super brave. 
He plunges in the upside down both times. You just assume he's going to drown. You just assume he's going to be eaten by bats. You just assume he's going to choke to death. You just assume Vecna's going to kill him. Lives every time because he's Steve the Hare Harrington. And I'm so glad that they didn't kill him, even though Twitter made me think he died so many times when I was trying to avoid spoilers. And they'd be like, oh, no, Steve. I'm like, oh, I swear if he's dead. And then it's like, <laughs> no, he just got a little ouchy. He's fine. He's Steve. You know? <laughs> he's okay. He's Steve. Yeah, those bats um, should have disemboweled him, but, oh, he just needs a little little wrap on his abdomen. Oop, yep. That People get giant bites into the side of their stomach all the time and live. In fact, he never goes to the hospital. He just... Yeah. Has multiple puncture wounds and just wraps it with a shirt and he's fine. <laughs> oh, me dearie. He only has oh, mythical dear. rabies, but no big deal. <laughs> mythical rabies. <laughs> <laughs> a fun run for the cure. For <laughs> mythical mythical rabies. rabies. The 5K for mythical rabies. <laughs> um, okay, any of the last thoughts? Ooh. Uh, no, I, I think I've spewed more more thoughts and theories than I normally do, so I am spent, Daniel. Okay, two things. One, yes or no, do you think Max comes back mentally in the last season? Yes. Me too. Yeah. If she's not dead, she's alive. I think they're just keeping her sidelined so they can do their whole original cast thing and then bring her back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, two, do you think, I don't know her name, Redhead band lady, who looks like Molly Ringwald on purpose. <laughs> do you think that she has feelings for Robin? I do think she has feelings for Robin. I don't know that the relationship will work out, but I think she she does have feelings for Robin. Me too. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Okay. Three, do you think... Will has feelings for Mike. (sighs) Okay. Here's the thing, Daniel. I, watching the show, did not pick up on it at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's like the most discussed part of the show on the internet is is Will. I didn't pick up on it. And I, I truly just thought, oh, this poor kid has been through so much. All of his friends are pairing up and have girlfriends and he just misses his best friend who has strayed from him um, and he just wants to play D&D and have the fun that he had in the first two seconds of episode one of season one. You know, I just read it as he is lonely and sad and he misses his friend. But then the whole internet collectively agrees that he's in love with Mike. So then I backtrack and I go and I actually rewatch some scenes and I look up previous clips and I go oh I guess they were setting it up pretty obviously and zoop over my head I didn't see it (laughs) so so, that is a good point I mean you you make a good point though of just like what are they waiting for if like if not the last episode because like in the previous season with Robin they reveal it like the second to last episode I think when they're in captivity the Russians under the mall with Steve yeah and it was like a build-up, and they was like, oh, well, they won't, they think. And with this, it's like, he, he hugs his brother in the Pizza Brothers, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, here, here we, we go. go. Safe place with a loved one. You can tell him anything. You're hugging. This is it. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, thank you. Move it on. <laughs> so, yeah. and listen, from a, like a personal standpoint, a person can come out. Whenever they want, whenever they feel safest, whenever they feel most comfortable, whenever they feel ready, of course. But I'm just talking purely from a narrative standpoint. It felt like that was going to be the moment, that the whole season was building to that moment, and it didn't happen, and I think a lot of us were confused. Right. Yes. And I, th- I think, at least personally, well, first of all, it's the 80s, and he is younger, so it's harder to come out at that time and place, and he's younger, so I'm sure... Maybe he doesn't even fully know, possibly. It's probably hard to articulate for him, whereas Robin has had more time to to find herself. Um, But also from a show standpoint, I think that season four was designed to leave all of the threads wide open. You know, Vecna's still alive. Is Sadie Sink gonna recover? Love triangle completely unresolved between Nancy, Steve, and Jonathan. 
Um, I think mm-hmm. they just wanted to leave everything open. So they couldn't really have Will state his feelings or or complete an arc in any way. It has to, to be resolved in five. Do you think because the last season is going to come out in 2024 that it's just going to look like Greece at that point? Like everyone's <laughs> 30? People have beards and receding hairlines. Yeah. And nobody's even in their 20s, let alone their teens anymore. Like, 2024 means the show's been out for eight years. Let me tell you something. Like, from age 12 to age 20, I looked very different. <laughs> this is good. It's like they're like freshmen in high school. Like, And it's the summer, right? And so it's still going to be the summer of their freshman year of high school. And they're going to be like 25 filming it. It's just going to be nuts. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think it will be Greece. And I think there's no way around it. <laughs> Unless they do just, some kind of massive time jump. Um, but I don't know why they would do that. Do that. We have to get back to the past to get to the future. Oh, have you heard those theories, Where we're Daniel? going, we don't need roads. Woohoo! What? Uh, the time travel theories. That what? I mean, they already did, like, they kind of hinted at some time stuff when they go in the Upside Down. They're like, we're actually, like, four years yeah. ago. But what were you going to say? What, what, what do you... Oh, just I haven't read too deeply into these theories, but people think that time travel will be a very important element of season five and that, yeah, they have set it up with, yeah, the upside down is stuck a couple of years in the past. The clocks everywhere. Um, There's some other things that I'm not remembering, but people feel it is inevitable that they will go back in time. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we'll be there, hopefully still with this podcast, and we'll talk all about it, huh? Yes. Mm. Nancy, I'm coming for you. I've almost got you. No, no. Here I am. I'm almost there. <laughs> no shot. Put on the song. Put on the song. <laughs> no, you won't get me, Vecna. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for putting on my favorite band, the Beatles, that I talk about all the time. I definitely wouldn't have wanted Iron Maiden, who actually would have pumped me up. Ground control to Major Tom. I'm almost there. I can see them. Six. <laughs> Six. Come on. I can see him. I'm going to get there. <laughs> and I'm floating on a tin can. <laughs> All across the moon. Planet Earth is blue. Why don't you have Bowie? Bowie.